Hey, what's going on guys? Ty from Breaker Culture. I am excited because here in the Bench Club Media Network today, we are kicking off episode number one of a brand new podcast called Inside the Pitch, hosted by Michael Rathburn. Now, don't get excited, baseball fans. This is actually 100% soccer-oriented. Soccer has been neglected for too long, and Michael stepped up and said, hey, I want to host a podcast, focus on helping educate new soccer collectors, helping talk about releases and soccer news. And uh, look, I, I had the joy of jumping on for episode one with him, and you'll notice very quickly I am not a soccer guy. But look, I was taking notes like hopefully new people are when they listen, and I learned a whole heck of a lot, and there's definitely lots of things that I'm excited about incorporating into uh, to what I collect. There's some sporting KC guys here in Kansas City. Pretty fun. But uh, look, you, this is episode one here on the Breaker Culture channel. I'm putting it on here so you guys have a chance to hear it. But you're going to want to subscribe to the Inside the Pitch podcast. You'll see the link in the show notes um, for all future episodes. You'll also just go to Bench Clear Media on our YouTube channel. And you'll see that we have a visual version of this. We actually record this. We recorded this at 5 a.m. this morning. Um, and uh, it was... We don't look so hot, but you can at least see the visual A's that we're talking about. You can see some of the cards, some of the eBay listings, some of the you know the products. We, we show that and you can uh, interact with us on the YouTube version of this episode too. Um, now, I will apologize. I, I made the mistake of enabling something uh, on my audio before we recorded and my audio was a little funky. Uh, so hopefully you can... You can just ignore that and, and listen to what Michael has to say because that's probably the more important part in all the entire podcast. So I apologize. That won't happen again. But uh, enjoy this episode of Inside the Pitch. Go subscribe to his podcast. Go to YouTube. Watch it there and have yourself an amazing week. Good morning. <laughs> it's, early. it's really early for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. From a broadcasting perspective, yeah. I mean, you yeah. got you got six kids, so you're used to you know if, getting up for your kids is different than getting up to do uh, content, though. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'm excited. This is episode one for your new podcast slash video cast inside the pitch, and I'm stoked that you're allowing me to be a part of it, man. So thank you. Yeah, uh, hopefully I can uh, look halfway presentable and awake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, soccer's blowing up, man, and uh, we're gonna hopefully provide a lot of insight for people. And um, looking forward to it. Yeah. So for those that are just tuning in, so this is gonna be a soccer-oriented podcast for the most part. Um, don't get uh, for those that are new to soccer, don't get distracted by inside the pitch or confused. I was at first. I'll let uh, Michael explain what that actually means here in a sec. But um, this is for all those that are interested in getting a better vibe and what's going on in the soccer card market. I mean, it, you're right. It is absolutely exploded. I think our soccer channel on Discord probably has the most activity by far. Yeah. And, you know, just between the, the last uh, about three weeks ago and now, uh, we've had a handful of really in, uh, sharp guys come in. And offer insight. So it's it's cool. Uh, the more the merrier. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. We're sipping coffee quick here so we can get ready. <laughs> yeah. 
So for those that are, let's start with this because we got different segments we're going to, we're going to walk through. But let's let's start with a new guy, maybe a baseball, basketball, football collector entering the market, and they're they're very interested in dipping their toes in soccer. Maybe give some, I don't know, some wisdom for things they should think about as they enter the soccer market today. Yeah, I mean, the number one question usually that people ask is, oh, is it just like the other sports and I should go hunt prism? And the answer is like, no, it's not, because it's uh, two manufacturers, Tops and Panini, which is different than what we're used to, um, which is a good thing. Um, also, it's um, Tops has uh, certain leagues and Panini has certain leagues. So it's not like it, it's... It's it's a little bit tough. It's it's tough to figure out and navigate through in the beginning. But once you figure out that Tops has a certain leagues and Panini has certain leagues, you understand why certain players are not in certain sets. And so that you know the, from that perspective. But um, I mean, the soccer market up until six months ago really was like Ronaldo and Messi, and and that was it. I mean, it was like a two a two card market which is why it never thrived. And then uh, when Gary V uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, it talked about soccer. But then in March, he he really pushed uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, which and rightfully so. Um, that really, that was the first card to really take off, the Chrome uh, Mbappe rookie. And it just exploded overnight. It went to like 50 bucks, 75, 100. I'm not sure where it's at now, but uh, it, it was a hundred bucks last time I had checked. I'm, I'm not sure where it's at now, but um, anyway, that started it. Uh, then people started saying, "Well, what are the other? Who are the other guys that I should be looking at?" The Jadon Sancho, Kai Haver, Haveritz, uh just you know some of the other guys, Phil Foden, um, you know Trent Alexander uh, Arnold, just. Uh, so just, just some guys really started to um, branch off and, and other guys started, not Neymar Jr. Anyway, so it went from like a two-card market to like a 10-player 10, a 10, a 10 market. Uh, and really the focus right now has been on the, t- the top two guys, the top three really, uh, Mbappe, Ronaldo, and Messi. But then the second tier of guys, whereas there's like maybe 10 or 12 guys in that second tier, uh, and then the third tier that's coming that's really going to help grow the market uh, is more of the guys that are not the super wonder kid rookies mm-hmm. or the superstar, the elite super megastars. It's more along the lines of the mid tier guys that should be treated as superstars, but just aren't yet. Uh, and that's, you know, those are the guys that's really where I've been focused, where I feel the growth is in the market is just the guys who are being under overlooked and undervalued. Um, roundabout thing, uh, circling back to, uh, try to get as much, just educate yourself like FB, uh, football reference, which is FB. Well, it's FBREF.com baseball reference, basketball reference. Those are all awesome. Uh, pro football reference, uh, great statistical website. So FB ref is for soccer. That is an encyclopedia. That's a website that you need to go to and educate yourself and just do as much research as humanly possible. I mean, I, I know it sounds a little bit, 
I think the best thing is do do your own re- right. Yeah, I mean that that website is phenomenal. What's cool about that website is every single player is listed, and their age is listed, and you can start seeing, hey, who are the youngest players to play in the Premier League this year? Who are the youngest players to play in Bundesliga, in Syria, in La Liga? And then those are eventually going to be the guys that once they have cards are going to be the guys that everyone's going to look for, just like baseball, just like basketball. The youngest players that play on the highest level are going to be the ones that are the highest up. Um, now, with soccer, unfortunately, um, it does take a while for the companies to kick out a rookie card. So, like, for example, Holland, uh, Erling Holland is really the number one, number one guy that people have bought um, up until Mason Greenwood. I mean, Mason Greenwood's been playing – for let's say nine months, Holland's been playing for, you know, more than uh, almost a year. Uh, on on uh, Dortmund, he didn't have any cards, uh, which is strange because that's not what we're used to. We're used to a draft. We're used to cards being cranked out pre-draft, post-draft. I mean, soccer, you just gotta wait. And I think that's gonna change. I mean, hopefully, it's gonna change, and if it needs to change, I mean, we need to have cards of guys before they hit the big time. So like a player like Jude Bellingham, for example, who's 16, um, it's really no difference than a Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez is 17. I mean, it's really no different. Uh, he needs to have a card. The problem is he's, he's going to be on the main stage uh, in about a month. Uh, how long will it take for them to crank out a card? You know, it. I think it'll be a lot quicker. It just depends on releases. Um, and how quickly, like that, that would be a tops uh, release because they have Bundesliga. So, like, it's just different, man. It's just you, it's good and bad. Like, the good thing is the anticipation and the buildup for that rookie card drives the product price through the roof and the card through the roof. So, if Mason Greenwood had a card, like, say, a year ago, like the Donruss had jumped up to like 200 bucks because it came out about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might have been a five or a ten dollar card uh, a year ago. He signs with Manchester United uh, and you know gets called up, scores goals. It's, then the card would have naturally organically just gone up to 150, 200 bucks. Instead, it just comes out at 150, 200 bucks. So that's the difference. There's the buildup is in the anticipation. The card's not on the market. Hopefully, Tops and Panini will get ahead of the game and start realizing the importance of the rookie card in soccer sure. and get guys get guys cards before. I was thinking about it. Um, think about what they do with Donruss. Uh, they do the rated rookies for guys who are, who are actual rookies in the big leagues, but then they do that rated prospect insert. Yeah. And I think if they start doing a rated prospect insert for soccer, that can be a way where – and it doesn't need to be a bunch – it could be five guys, it could be ten guys, but – I mean, there's, there's five or ten, you know, what, what, quote-unquote wonder kids that if they had a card right now, they would all be highly popular and very expensive. Interesting. Okay, so lot, lots to dig into there. So uh, you mentioned the middle-tier prospects. And I think of I think of NBA market, right, where you've got tier one rookies like John Morant, Zion, and you have the Brandon Clarks and all these guys are in the middle. So you're talking about that section of people. Yeah. Is right now, um, which is interesting to me. Do you think? Do you think there's enough 
activity in terms of transaction volume to to continue carrying soccer the way it has been? Because you see NBA, right? It's like there's 50 cars purchased and, you know, bought. I mean, sir. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, obviously it couldn't support those levels right now, but the, the, the market starved for product. We had, we had basically a blackout period of soccer product for gold. I think gold standard came out in February okay. and I, nothing came out to what July 1st finest. I mean, it, it's March, April, May, June, July. We had like a five month window of no product. That's so what happened? Yeah. What happened was every everybody went for the older stuff. So the older select, the eighteen Donruss, um, the Chromes, the Bundesliga Chromes, the the UEFA Chromes, all of the older product went crazy because there was no new product on the market. And so the, the without a doubt, the market can support a minimum right now. I think of two soccer releases per month, which would be twenty four in a year. And I'm assuming right now it's probably like half of that. So without a doubt, the market can support like 24 releases instead of 12 or 15, or it could, it could probably support 25 to 30. Wow. 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 Okay. So let's back up a little bit then. Let's talk, um, let's talk about the basics of soccer collecting. Cause I know a lot of people that are probably entering the market, they're thinking, okay, in baseball, you're buying home run hitters and basketball, you're buying guys that can score a lot. What's kind of the, what do you gravitate towards in soccer and where, where should people be focused in terms of when they go to that stats, when they go to, you know, yeah. soccer, where, 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 they, where should they be looking at? Yeah, but number one is goals. Number two is assists. But um, also, and I think what's more important too, as I, as I think about it more is um, what team do they play for? And because the popularity of the team really, like you could have a good player, a very good player, but he could be on a lower level, a lower tier team in the Premier League, and there's just not a lot of interest. Where a, a mid tier guy on a Liverpool or a Manchester City United or a Chelsea is going to be a lot more popular because the legion of fans is, is the fan base is there. So we're talking like Yankees, Lakers, Celtics, Giants, Jet, you know. That type of, you know, the, and that's really the top five or six teams in the Premier League that have that level of, of fan base. Uh, when you get out, and, and Dortmund, I think, would be the next, and they're in the Bundesliga. Dortmund is really because Dortmund is kind of becoming like, I'm trying to give an analogy of Dortmund, is uh, they have just been able to go get young talent, elite young talent, and um develop them and, and let them play. And so it's become a, a destination spot for, for kids that want to play and get on the field right away. And um, so I think they, they're kind of entering into that elite, you know, that maybe com compare them maybe a little bit to the, to the Astros minus the cheating. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a core of very elite young players that have all, that all come together. So I think maybe that would be a little bit of an analogy there, but, uh, um, but yeah, where, who you play for is, is a big, big thing. Like, uh, a, a com, a quote unquote common player on a big time team, is going to have a market. Whereas a, a really, really good player, but on a, you know, a Pittsburgh pirate equivalent is just not going to carry the same market Got appeal. <laughs> you think that's because people, not just in the States, but worldwide know those, those clubs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. 
Yeah, those are iconic. Those are iconic clubs that have had success for years, and so a lot of the a lot of the just outside the top six in the Premier League, it's it's tough. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh... And we haven't even gotten into the teams in other leagues like the Barcelona, Real Madrids, uh, PSGs. I mean, those are I'd, I'd put those in that same group of, of elite teams. Gotcha. Well, maybe one thing we can do is we can a quick list in the show notes or something of teams to pay attention to. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I think that when you, when you're new to baseball, basketball, or football, it's always easiest to start with the teams that, that seem to carry more value. Yeah. Uh, okay. So in terms of positions, you're looking at uh, what positions that tend to score more than others. Again, I'm just. Yeah. Strikers. I mean, I was trying to, you know, I'm, I've been trying to think of analogies. And so an, an analogy of there's a couple things uh we can use baseball and we can use football so the quarterback the running back and the receiver are really like the front four or the front five like the front five guys uh of the uh, on on the soccer field uh and so and then the it's almost like a split whereas the guys who are on the on the front end are really the quarterback receiver, you know, the center field, the, the, the strikers, the midfielders, the wings, the center, you know, the, those really are the equivalent to the quarterback, the receiver and the running back, uh, or as a baseball analogy, they're the equivalent of the leadoff, the two hitter, the three hitter, the four hitter. Uh, so that would be kind of the analogy defensemen, you know, a lot, a lot like, um, you know, we talked about like catchers and, and, and pitchers. It's just, you know, goalies just don't have an appeal right now. Will, will that change? I don't know. Uh, and defensemen, it's tough. Um, just like defensive players in football, um, they don't have a lot of statistics that are really mainstream. Um, defensive players have in football, NFL, have sacks, interceptions, fumbles. You know, maybe they return kicks, but there's a very – there's only a handful of guys that really have that hobby appeal and the same thing for soccer. So um, not a lot of goalies have hobby love right now. I think that should change. Um, I mean, the elite guys should definitely have hobby appeal Uh, and same with defenders. I mean, I think, and I think what's going to happen is people are gravitating to the young defenders. And so that is, is kind of like where I think things will break through Uh, whether it's an Alfonso Davies or Trent, uh, Trent Arnold Alexander, you know, those are, those are the guys that um, are really leading the forefront on the defensive side. And I think, I think that will, that'll change. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I'm taking notes because I'm learning just as much as anyone else watching. So um, one thing that comes to mind is you're talking a lot about European leagues. What, what's the relevance of major league soccer leagues? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, Premier League is really the, you know, it is indeed the Premier League. It's where the best players play. But then you've also got La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga. You know, uh, from from a a skill standpoint, MLS is below those. Uh, And so while it's gaining popularity and it's been around for a while, from a hobby perspective, it just doesn't have, it doesn't have the big names and it doesn't have the the young names. Now that, like, for example, Christian Pulisic, who's the best United States player going, uh, doesn't play in the MLS. He plays in the Premier League for Chelsea. Uh, Giovanni Rina 
is another guy, you know, probably the, you know, one of the, one of the better, you and he's only 17. He's playing for Dortmund in Bundesliga. So anybody, any, any young talent that's American is going to go overseas because uh, that's where they're going to make the most money. And that's where gonna, they're going to play against the best competition. So while there are some good players in the MLS, that product in that league just hasn't really caught on with the hobby. Uh, I could see it changing a little bit, but it's really going to come down to tops producing cards of the younger players where the rookie cards become popular. Once the rookie cards become popular, then everything else will, will follow suit. Got it. Got it. Okay. So help, help me understand kind of how the, how Panini and tops break down and who covers what right now. So what, what exactly tops cover? Yeah, right now Tops has uh, UEFA Champions League, okay. which is is that's really like an all star type of league without getting too technical. Um, the good thing about UEFA Champions is that's really the way for Tops to have all of the big name players in one set without having to worry about the individual leagues. So um, the the U, the UEFA Champions products are always going to have the best stuff. They also have uh, Bundesliga, which is the, the league that's sort of in that second tier below the Premier League, and that's out of Germany. And there's two major teams really in that. Um, it, it's, again, as the hobby grows, um, more players will become, become more popular. But for right now, really, it's, um, it's really the hobby love is all on the Dortmund side because they've had the, they've had the stars. Uh, the young stars, and so uh, some of the other young stars are in some on on the lower the lower level teams, and they're on they're they're quickly moving to uh, the Premier League. So there's a quote unquote uh, transfer market, which is the equivalent of our free agent market in in the United States. So anytime any young player becomes very good in Bundesliga, the Premier League teams are going to be after those guys pretty hard. And so they jump to the Premier League pretty quick. And so that's, um, it, you know, I don't want to say Bundesliga is the minor leagues because that's not really true. But the any, like I said, any young superstar that plays in Bundesliga for a handful, like two or three years, the Premier League clubs are going to be after those kids for talent uh, and to sign them and bring them in and, and pay them big money. So um, they don't, they don't, you know, they're going to play in Bundesliga two or three years, and that's probably going to be it. Um, uh, biggest example right now is uh, Jadon Sancho, who is definitely one of the hobby, the hobby um, the darlings right now, and rightfully so. Has been heavily rumored to go to Manchester United here. I'm, I'm yeah, Manchester United, and uh, really we're coming up on a deadline. The deadline's actually tomorrow, as far as what Dortmund wants to do with him. Uh, it looked like a slam dunk. He was going to Man U, but it seems now like it may not be. So it's going to be interesting. If Sancho ends up staying with Dortmund, uh, they're going to be a monster team. And not only do they have Holland and Reyna, but you know they would have Sancho, and then they sign Bellingham. And then they've got other young kids that are in the, in the mix that are on the way up that people haven't heard of yet. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what exactly happens with Sancho here. Um, he's been on record to say he definitely wants to go to Man United. Uh, obviously, he, he's going to make a ton of money going there. 
so it would be it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But um, so anyway, uh, so Tops has Bundesliga and um, and and also they have uh, the Europa League. So <clears throat> the Champions League really is like the division winners, um, the top four from the Premier League, uh, top from the La Liga, Serie A, like the several several different leagues where if you qualify for the Champions League, it's because you, you were in the top echelon of your league. So you, you move on to play in that league. It's kind of like an all-star league, quote-unquote. The Europa League is really like that second tier. It's kind of like a wild-card league where like the fifth-place team in the Premier League got in. It's, it's the teams that finished one slot below the Champion League qualifier. So it's still a great league, uh, and it's going on right now as well. And that's going to be a way for um, – Tops just came out with the Mason Greenwood on uh, Tops now. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if um, top, uh, Mason Greenwood plays for Manche- Manchester United, they're in the Premier League. So Panini has the rights to make a card of him as Manchester United. But under you under the Europa banner, because – United is playing in the Europa right now. Tops can make a Greenwood card, and you can see they came out with the Tops now, uh, which is brilliant on their uh, on their half. Whether or not they can come out with a Europa release in the next few months, uh, that would be huge, and then that would put them on the map with a Greenwood rookie. So when we go over to Panini, they've got the rights to the Premier League, uh, and I believe they they do the World Cup. And they have um, Select, uh, which is coming out next month, is going to be under the Euro 2020 banner, which is a tournament that's actually playing next year. It canceled this year because of COVID. And that's going to that's going to be sort of like a Champions League uh, type of product in that they're, it's going to go by country, not by um, team. And so they're going to be able to have almost every player in that product uh, and, and with the exception of the countries that are not in that Euro 2020, which is USA, Canada. So some of those guys will be left out, but I mean, for the most part, 95% of the big time of, of the hobby is going to be in that product. So select coming out next month is going to be a monster release. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm showing it right now because I was, it is fascinating how much interest was in this, when the news came, I'm assuming so we were talking about the select FIFA. Crazy. Yeah, that that's going to be a huge release. Yeah, it's shiny. It's got zebra. Come on, zebra. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so, um, they're coming out with hobby and retail. And uh, hobby is going to have numbered inserts, where retail will not have numbered inserts. And I think that's a really good job by Panini. They did that with Chronicles is it's a way for them to produce a product for retail without hurting the hobby product. And it's still going to be a good product because it's still going to have several parallels uh, in, in the retail. And then they can also do retail exclusive inserts that don't have to be numbered. So Panini has done a really good job, I think, of setting up the product now for hobby and retail and making sure that both have value and demand. That makes sense. That makes sense. Select. And they're going to do the same with Prism that's coming out in December. So they're they're really doing a good job with the product, uh, with the with the development. Yeah. 
Yeah. That is the first select release that has retail. It crossed fourth, I think. Uh well the previous the previous soccer releases hit retail. Did okay. Well there you go. Yeah. But it's it's been a while, so that's why we you know it's almost like it's it's just been two or three years. Yeah. Okay. So one question that comes to mind before we switch topics a little bit is when you got you got the divide, and I like the way you kind of laid that out. Tops is kind of like a minor league before they move into the Premier League. When when a player comes out with a car in the Tops world and they shift over to the Panini world, what does the marketplace consider their true rookie? Or is there the first card? The first card that was released in, in a pack. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's interesting. So I think you said. Oh, you know what? And and um, you know, we talked about um, we talked about what leagues, uh, they have, but then also you showed the tops now, and then also tops does the Champions League living set, and those are those are sold through tops.com, and so those are a little bit different type of releases that give tops the ability to produce cards of guys that um they can't get. And um, I'll give you an example: Florian Wirtz. Uh, has a card in tops now. He's a Bundesliga player. Um, he didn't. He, they didn't put him in um, the Bundesliga Chrome that came out recently because that product had already been made six months ago, and the, it's been cut off. So that's why. That's why you know the he's not he's not in it. So what I'm hoping for is that Tops and Panini can get back on board. And have a lot of these releases because of what happened, you know, because of COVID. Instead of having soccer come out in July, we have soccer come out January, February, March, which is what was supposed to happen. Okay. And you're showing the Ronaldo uh, living card that just came out this week. Card number 200 uh, will be extremely popular. Uh, by the way, you and I were talking offline before about this will make the popularity of number one, the Messi card. Right? Yeah, definitely. That's Definitely, because the print run, the print run, it's going to be substantially lower. Uh, the print run on the Messi, I don't have it offhand, but the print run on the Messi was strong. I think it was like in the three thousands of um, off the top of my head. But um, the Ronaldo is probably going to be like ten thousand. I mean, it's going to be crazy. So um, you know, the Messi will kind of just naturally, you know, see a bump. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Like this day and age, I feel like when you hear ten thousand, you're like. It's not too bad, right? You see, you know how many prisms are, are printed. You know how. Well, many and the crazy, yeah, the crazy part of living is that when living first came out, the print runs were really high because there was so much expectation for the product, and then it died a lot, like Project Twenty Twenty. Yeah. So Jadon Sancho's living is like I, I think the print runs like two or three hundred, and that card has just gone crazy, whereas the real print run should be like four or five thousand. So, you know, the, the print runs over the last couple of months have, have exploded, whereas uh, Giovanni Rina and Kai, uh, Kai Havertz uh, and even like uh, uh, Joshua Xerxes or just there's been some you know, people that have really realized, hey, the, the rookies or the young players, we're going to go grab those. We're going to scoop those up. So the print runs, it's been crazy. It's been great to see the print runs really jump on this stuff. Heck yeah, yeah. They're they're still lagging, which I love. I love that you can go get a a messy that has a print run of three thousand. There's <laughs> a lot of a lot of people getting that card graded too. <clears throat> so uh, real quick on the grading is 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 BGS or PSA kind of the thing for soccer? What's kind of become the standard? 
I the majority of soccer that I've seen graded has has been uh, PSA. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But All as right. the market grows, I think I think you know the, it, I don't think it's going to matter. I think okay. it, people are just going to want slabbed and be like, "Hey, I'll take whatever I can get." <laughs> There's such a limited print run anyway, right? Exactly. Matter. Yep. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Okay, so let's. Let's shift a little bit. I'm sure we'll, you'll incorporate elements of Soccer 101 and all your, your podcasts kind of going forward. So I'll be sure to do that. But let's talk a little bit about releases right now. So there is, there was a, there's a ton of hype around Chronicles. You can't even find Chronicles unless you, you pay insane prices for it. Um, maybe give me the landscape of what's out there right now and then what we should be looking forward to the rest of the year. You know, sure. Um, you know, like I said, we had, we had a, six month like dark period there um let's start well let's start with this year um and a product that came out at the beginning of the year that really went under the radar because of when it was released is obsidian um and and so obsidian what um is a incredible product um they did a great job with rookie card selection that again went way under the radar uh, base cards are every card is numbered. Base cards are numbered to 165. So even your superstar players or your non-rookie players are going to have value long term. I think Obsidian over the long term is going to be just a really, really good product. Uh, it's a beautiful looking card. It does well with soccer. And uh, it's it's tough to find now. The boxes have pretty much doubled in price since they came out. And I think there's still a lot of room to grow with uh, Obsidian. Uh, Gold Standard came out about a month after that. That's really not a great product. Uh, has not done all that well in the hobby. Uh, they did a good job with the rookie card selection. But, I mean, it's a very low print run, but just not a very desirable product. It's not a very good-looking product as well. Um, and then we went dark for several months. And then we had Finest, uh, UEFA Champions Finest come out at the beginning of July which is a good product. Then we had Chronicles, which is an incredible product, has the, the three leagues, et cetera, that we've talked about. Uh, we had Bundesliga Chrome. We've had Impeccable and Impeccable Premier League. And then, which is just a way off the charts product price-wise. Uh, and the issue now is uh, Tops was supposed to issue... Um, uh, the updated version of the UEFA uh, Chrome, uh, the Champions League Chrome, and that product has not been released. Uh, it was supposed to be released this month. It was supposed to be released. So it's, it's been delayed severely. Uh, right now, it's TBD, to be determined. Yeah. Uh, there are rumors the product is coming out next week, but I won't believe it till I see it. Um, the biggest issue with delays on soccer is they have to send the cards overseas to get autographed uh, or the stickers to get autographed and the stickers come back. I know people don't like stickers, but you got to understand that's really the, uh, that's probably the only way they can get this stuff in. Uh, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, on card stuff obviously is great, but um, the tough thing is that they're still waiting to get the, the, what they call the assets back from a lot of the players and they don't, if it's a big name player, they don't want to release the product without that big name. Like, for example, like if Polisic hasn't signed his cards or they haven't received them or, or Holland or whoever, if there's a big name auto 
that hasn't come back yet, that's probably the reason for the delay. It's probably several big names. So, but the Chrome UEFA is going to be the Champions Chrome is going to be a monster release. Uh, so, um, that would be, yeah. Which is, I I guess it's a dynamic I haven't really thought of because you have such a globalized sport where getting autos is not as easy as going to a signing day for NFL draft, right? You have to. It's insanely hard to get autographs. Would you say that 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 adds more value to soccer autographs, or is it just they're so limited that it's really kind of irrelevant? yeah? Well, the the big name guys definitely. I mean, it, it, their autos go for huge money. Um, and what's interesting is, and uh, in and in a lot of the comments just there's a lot of guys that just go for so little. Um, a lot of the younger players don't have they don't get autos. They weren't getting autos. I think that's going to change. Obviously, I think there's going to be more of an emphasis on getting autographs of younger players uh, moving forward because, again, rookies drive the market. Um, So then uh, it's going to come down to um, the popularity and, like, some of the guys' cards, like, that are, like we talked about before. um, Oh, let me – what I want to talk about is legends. So guys that are retired, like the legends of soccer – that's why Chronicles is such an incredible – it's just a great product because they added some unbelievable legend autographs in that product of guys that have never had anything before, or if they have, it's been very limited. And the the autos, especially the stuff that's numbered, that's going that – is going for huge money. Uh, and it's not just Diego Maradona. It's, it's a, They really did an incredible job of getting autographs and cards in of guys um you know similar to what they do in um in football and base and basketball where they typically they'll have 30 guys uh like one per team of a legend like you know they'll throw in montana marino Favre, uh barry sanders you know or in basketball you get bird magic kobe you know cards each year uh and they did something similar to that in chronicles which really elevated that product and i think that went under the radar i don't think a lot of people were paying attention to that until they broke the product and when they broke the product and they saw the the autographs that were coming out of legends the, the, like i said the prices are through the roof on those legends interesting yeah that's, that's something i wouldn't even thought um I, I take it the the checklist did, did it come out? Does Panini do the same thing when soccer, where it basically comes out the week of release? And so people are like, oh. believe it or not, they've actually done a little bit better job in coming out like four or five days before. <laughs> so it's been it's been a little bit better, but yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. We don't get checklists again. They don't know. They they don't want to put something out there. Yeah, and then it's complete. Like. There's an issue with Chronicles, and the issue is that in all of the uh, the marketing, they show an Ansu Fati Panini rookie. They pulled that card, and they didn't they didn't release it, which is terrible because it's a base card. It doesn't make any sense why they would have pulled that card, and the fact that they advertised it and pulled it, I don't I don't know why, but that's one of the reasons they they don't want to advertise something and then. You know, it doesn't come through. Got it. So give me, give listeners, watchers, a couple names and chronicles that you're kind of paying attention to 
maybe that are everyone's paying attention to, or maybe someone that you think people should pay attention to. Kind of exciting. Well, Fer, Fer, I think Farron Torres is a guy okay. that um, Manchester. He, he just signed with uh, Manchester City, Man City, um, which is going to be going to be cool. Um, that's a guy that is. I don't want to say he's under the radar, but he's not one of those big names, and he he has potential of being being big. Uh, Rodrigo is being overlooked, I think, a little bit in uh, Panini. Um, he's in the Panini set. He's in the uh, Pitch Kings. He's in the uh, Contenders. I think Rodrigo is being overlooked. Uh, definitely, you know, I think um, Mason Mount is another guy that's got a lot of cards uh, and in there. And so, I mean, his but his stuff's up there. But um, I think those are the guys. Um, Tam, for some reason, Tammy Abraham stuff. I thought was going to be really expensive and it's not, it's actually really um, a lot less, a lot lower price than what I thought it would be. So I think those are some of the guys that I, I would take a look at as far as guys that have a lot of room to grow. Got it. No, that's helpful. Um, you and I, again, we're talking offline about this, the popularity of parallels in soccer. And you mentioned it earlier. And I'm seeing all these lasers pop up. <laughs> yeah, the lasers, the lasers are really getting popular, especially in soccer. So funny. Like it, it seems like it's always a laggard in football. People yep. don't care about it, but it's, it's cool to see soccer gravitating towards Yeah, it. number numbered lasers to me have always been underpriced and overlooked. Yeah. Do you find that in the soccer world, um, colored parallels similar to the team colors? Team Absolutely. Okay. Huge. Yeah. And what's good is you got a lot of teams that have a solid red or a blue. Uh, uh, so that, you know, they really carry over well. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So some of the basic elements of just sports card collecting are definitely carrying over, which is fun to see. Yes. Uh, yeah, what's wait, Real quick. What's interesting is uh, Prism Silvers did not have the desirability up until the market, you know, exploded. And even still, Prism Silvers, I'd say Prism Silvers just started taking off within the last two or three months, whereas before, they really were being overlooked. And I don't know why, uh, just because the way the market was, I guess, people were more gravitating towards the numbered colored parallels and really just brushing the uh, silvers aside. But that's changed. Silver and the the optic hollows and the silver prisms are they're caught up. They, they're, they're very popular now. That's funny. It's funny how the optic hollows are the other sports have basically paved the way for soccer as optic hollows to be relevant. <laughs> it, took, it only took like a decade for other, other sports to care. Um, okay, so real quickly, I want to I want to share this because I think it's uh, you mentioned it earlier about an impeccable. So it's, this is it, it seems like this is mainly a breaker only product because the prices are just insane. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful product. The cards are awesome, okay. but it's just not. It, it's a product that either you're going to jump into a break, or you're just going to go seek out singles. It not you can't like buy one box. You just you just can't. Okay. Yeah, I mean this when I looked at the sell sheet, it's like, oh my goodness, these are ridiculously nice. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, they're beautiful cards. Yeah. Are you are you finding just in general with with group breaking? Obviously, um, are you finding that most breakers, big breakers, are starting to break more soccer now? Maybe because they're getting allocated soccer. Well, but yeah, I think like it, it's kind of interesting because 
there's been some dedicated soccer breakers in the market for quite some time, and they're very good, and then you want to lean on them for knowledge, watch their break videos, and you learn a lot. Yeah. Uh, what's been frustrating is when the non-soccer guys or the, the, the breakers start breaking hobby uh, soccer, and they don't know the names, they don't know the teams, they don't know the players, and it, it's really disrespectful to the sport and you can say, oh, they're providing a service to the customer. And I don't even believe, I think it's just a money grab. So my whole thing is get educated on it at least, you know, or have somebody that is educated do it. But when, when I see people and they don't even like they're, they're breaking the product and they don't even care about it. It, I don't, I don't really, that's a turn off for me. Hmm. Yeah. It's, I think it's unfortunate because it's soccer's grown so fast where it, we are, the hobby world hasn't caught up to it yet. I think we saw that a couple of years ago with basketball, where all of a sudden all these baseball breakers were like, "Oh crap!" Well, we see it. We still see it now with Bowman when people break Bowman, <laughs> and they don't even yeah, they don't even know who the players are. For sure. It's just you know, at least get educated on it. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, so the last question I had was. Um, just in our Discord world and just hearing kind of the rumblings of the Prism coming out later this year, how excited are you or how excited should people be about that Prism release later this year? Is it something- Oh, huge. Because if you think about it, last year's Prism came out in October and there wasn't a lot of fanfare other than the hardcore soccer guys that were behind the product. Um, and this year's Prism, the, the, the anticipation is going to be huge. And the, the hope, is that Prism uh, Panini does a, a really really good job with the um, rookie card selection because if they get the rookie cards uh, and there's plenty of guys for them to make cards of, um, if they get the rookie cards right, the product can explode. Um, it doesn't. It's not going to have Messi. It's not going to have Ronaldo. It's not going to have Mbappe. It it doesn't have it doesn't have Sancho. It doesn't. It doesn't have a lot of the big names, so it's gonna need rookies to push it. It's gonna need silvers to push it. It's gonna, you know. So, um, they, Panini, the success of the product, well, the product's gonna sell, but the long-term success of the product is gonna be dictated on how many key rookie cards they get into the sets. Okay, is there any rookies that you're already hoping are in that set? Uh, tough question. I think Har- Harvey Elliott would be a guy. Um, he's he was the youngest uh, guy to um either score or get minutes in the Premier League this year. Um, Harvey Elliott, I would assume, is going to have a rookie card that would be popular. I haven't sat down and looked at who the potential guys are yet. I just know that's one of them. Okay. Um, and so that that's the one guy, but. Um, yeah, I'll probably sit down today and look at who are the potential rookies for that uh, 2021 prism. But that's really what it's going to come down to is um, yeah. are they, you know, are they going to make a focused effort? I mean, I think to me, you got to have 50 rookies and it can't be guys that are like 32 years old and never had a card. <laughs> like it's got to be guys who are 16, 17, 8, like how many guys that are under the age of 21 or 21 or under like, give me 50 guys. Look, there's 20 teams. So if you get two or three rookie, like let's say you get, 
you're going to want to have rookies from the bigger teams. You're going to want to have maybe like two or three of the big name teams and then maybe one from each of the other teams and you get to like 50. But it's a 300 card base set. Um, you figure NBA, they do the first two. They do the two rounds. Um, football, football, basketball is usually 50 rookies. Um, yeah, you know, 25 of them are probably not worth anything. But if if they can get 25 legit rookies and let's say five of them have big name hobby appeal and then the other 10 or 15 have, you know, that mid-tier level that can develop, that's really going to be the success of the product. Interesting. That's exciting. That's very exciting. Well, as we get closer to the release, we'll have to break down that, that product a little bit more. The checklist on Prism is going to be a huge. I mean, if they hit a home run, the product is going to be incredible it's still going to be a good product but they really need to hit a home run and have at least four or five key rookies got it uh schedule release on that is is it mid-november or mid-december do you remember mid-december yep which is you know it's just delayed based on um covid and everything last year's was october this year's will be december um so i was actually surprised it was coming out in december i thought it would be delayed but hopefully not Plenty of time for them to live. That, I that think was, so. The way that they've been pr- promoting it and pushing it, it does sound like they're ready to go with this product. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. December could be one heck of a month for sports card fans, especially if there's a national. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is New Jersey is now like one of the safest states. Uh, <laughs> so going to the national is not nearly the issue that it potentially would have been a few months ago. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking good for the national. We'll take that. All right, so let's shift a little bit. We got a few minutes. Let's talk about uh, some soccer news, and you you kind of teed me up with some stuff here. But um, we'll start with Champions League. That's a, that's underway right now, right? So what, yep. what, should, what should soccer fans be watching in the short term? What should we be watching? sure? Well, we got um, we had we had uh, Bayern Bayern Munich won yesterday. Manchester uh, Manchester City's moved on. Uh, Real um, Barcelona's moved on. So you got Barcelona with Messi. Bayern Munich, who has ruled the Bundesliga for several years now. And you've got Manchester City, who is my favorite team and arguably the best team in the whole world, who came second in the Premier League. So you've got three big-time teams left. Uh, I think we're on a collision course for Bayern and um, Man City. Uh, Well, we got a big matchup coming Friday. Uh, Bayern-Barcelona is huge. It's almost like a Super Bowl type of matchup. Uh, and that's going to, you know, so wh- whoever, it, Man City versus Bayern or um, Barcelona is going to be huge. And uh, that won't be the final. That'll be the semi, uh, which is going to be interesting. The semi will probably be better than the final. So I think, um, you know, look, Man City to me has been the team. Uh, I've, I've focused on Man City since March, really when everything shut down and then the restart happened. Uh, Man City is the team that I've invested in. They're the cards I've bought the most of. Uh, and they're, again, it goes back to that mid tier. They've got an incredible core of players that aren't. Uh, Phil Foden is 20, and he's he's a big time prospect, and he's really elevated his game. But Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, uh, it's actually pronounced Jesus, I believe. Um, those are the three guys I've been focused on buying. Uh, they've got. Um, They've got silvers in Prism. Uh, they've got some of the older cards, like in the World Cup, the prior Prism World Cup release. They're in those. You can get those base cards and silvers. Uh, so Sterling, De Bruyne, 
and uh, Jesus have a lot of cards out there that you can go find. So that, that's why there's plenty of inventory and their cards are really still underpriced. And I think that over the next few months, you're going to see Man City cards really be elevated. Awesome. Okay, that's helpful. I was just going to ask you, which of those big games coming up, which players should we be watching from a hobby perspective? Yeah. So, super helpful. Okay. Um, so what, what's the league after this? What, what should we be looking for in September, October, November? Yeah, what's cool is we really aren't going to have an offseason. Uh, mm. We've got champions in Europa going on right now, and then it's going to roll right into the start of the Premier and Bundesliga, which is uh, around the third, mid, mid to third week of September. So really no offseason. The anticipation is going to be there, and uh, the market's going to continue to grow. And I think the anticipation for that, for that prism release is, is going to be tremendous. Oh, that's exciting. That is extremely exciting. Okay. So uh, that's helpful. So a couple of things then too, let's talk real quick about, I don't want to, I don't want to skip this first episode without talking about Xavier Simons because he seems to be a hot. Uh, he's my guy. Yeah. He's my guy. I mean, he's the guy I'm planting my flag on. Yeah. He, he got, he got his debut in the friendly for PSG. Um, and, I'm very curious to see what happens with him moving forward as far, you know, everyone's wondering, you know, when they put him on the main roster and then the card companies, are they going to make a card of him as a 1920 release or are they going to hold out for 2021? They got to hold out for 2021. They have to, they got to make him uh, a flagship. Uh, He's the Wander Franco. I know I've mentioned like LeBron and Zion and those type of names, but I think let's as far as global appeal, but I think Wander Franco is probably more of a better comp for him as far as his place in the hobby because he will be the number one rookie prospect once his card comes out. Wow. And he will be priced accordingly. He will be expensive. <laughs> I I want a hair card. We need a relic hair card because that's insanely cool hair. There's so much they can do with him. There's so much they can do with him. It's, you know, one of these companies is going to sign that kid. I, I Well, I hope not. I mean, I hope we don't get one of them that signs him to an exclusive. I mean, I'd love to see, exactly. you know, hey, we obviously want to see a prism silver and a chrome of this kid. We won't see a prism silver uh, unless they figure out, unless they do. Um, and we might see that, you know, maybe in 2021 we do see a um uh, a champions league um well, well we'll definitely see a champions league which is tops but i'm saying like a prism yeah. uh if they do it under the um the euro 2020 or just i don't know these companies need to figure out a way to make cards of that kid because it's going to absolutely drive the market it's going to be crazy yeah well and another thing you've talked about before like at least again to me is Tops needs to figure out how to incorporate their current levels of branding. You know, the Bowman drafts, the Bowman, yep. drafts, the tops, like that. That's absolutely a home run in sports cars and bringing tops is sitting on a gold mine of brands for soccer. Tops flagship Bowman heritage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, we'll have to- yeah. I think we're going to see a huge explosion in 2021 of soccer. Like I said, I think both companies will double their number of releases at a, at a minimum. Crazy to think about. It is. Crazy. We'll, uh, we'll have to work in a top branding manager, a product manager eventually to one of these shows and, 
and ask them about their strategy because that's uh there's so much op- there's so much potential like if you do the sp like they've tried doing the sps and they do them on a couple of guys and they really haven't taken off but if you start bringing over the things that have succeeded like um the um the audit the firsts and the the, the first bowman the autograph the shimmers the refractors uh then you're talking about like the sp the ssp i mean if they could figure out a way to do like ssps of guys that are like legends um that would be widely popular like they do with a babe ruth or a kofax or a jackie robinson um that would be huge i mean if you know they've got the bundesliga i mean you've got got like you you saw what um chronicles did with the contenders and they came out with the historic tickets that was a brilliant idea and as soon as i saw those i knew how popular they were going to be and then they came out with the cracked dice they came out with the autographs i mean those cards are going to be staples in the hobby mm. they're going to be huge so there's a lot of lot of um potential in um dipping into the vaults and creating cards of legends uh, autographs obviously are huge but even still if you created, uh, you know, a Pele, obviously, <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother. I mean, he has had some cards come out, but very, very few. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no doubt, man. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. I, uh, I, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to shy away from an opportunity to make money. So I'm sure they're probably already, they're probably already figuring out. And the fans, the fans want it. That's the fans want it. They're starving for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, so let's end on some some tra- transfers and kind of some rumors that you're hearing because I, I do think that's important to the way we collect soccer cards. But w- when is actually the transfer season? Is that any time or is that? Well, it's going – no, not necessarily. I mean, and, and um, I'll, I'll back check what the – there's a couple of different transfer market periods. Okay. And typically it's like um, right now, which is the, the quote unquote off season. And then usually it's like in the middle of the season as well. Um, again, I'm, I'm more of a hobby guy and a player guy. As far as the game goes, I definitely need to, I, I need to raise my quote unquote game and knowledge as far as the intricacies of things like transfer market and stuff like that. So um, it, I think it, we're closing soon. Uh, I know that there's some deadlines, like, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I read that Dortmund basically has given, uh, the deadline of tomorrow, Monday, uh, on the Jadon Sancho. So whether he's going to Man U or he's going to stay, we, we should know tomorrow. Um, but like Tino Warmer was already one from, from before. And, um, we talked about Ferran Torres, um, and those are, those are some of the bigger ones, but, um, yeah, the, the transfer market's huge, and once it all settles out, then we'll get new cards of those players. And you know, how does it impact the um, how does it impact the landscape of the next season moving forward? Um, it might hurt guys. You know, some guy, the guys that are moving to new teams, it's going to help. But then, how does it impact the current players on that roster? Does it mean that they get less playing time? Does it mean that they don't see the ball as much? You know, those are all things that you want to consider. Got it. Got it. Yeah, more complexities. That's all I need. More complexities for for a new market for me. Uh, man, this has been incredibly helpful. Uh, let me just say, for those that are watching or listening, feel free to put comments below, things that you would want Michael to talk about in future episodes that will help him figure out the right guests and things to add to his show. But 
Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited because this is going to be really good. I think it's much needed in the hobby. And- Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Again, I love bringing knowledge. Um, and this is all research that I've gone out and done on my own. Uh, and and it's fun. It's fun doing your own research and really you know, discovering players and learning names. And the scary thing about soccer, man, is the player pool. Because, man, it's not one league. It's several. And it's guys that, like, you get to start paying attention to, like, the junior leagues. <sighs> man, <laughs> you got to know the kid who is when he's 14, man. <laughs> so it's it's fun, though. It's fun. It's a lot like um, baseball prospecting yep. or just it, it's it's fun. So I can't wait for these guys to have cards. It's so frustrating right now to for these guys. And some of them do have stickers, but a lot of them have nothing. Um, I just bought a card and I'm terrible because I don't even remember the name of the guy. But I, it's it's a rookie on M, it's a, it's a it's a MLS rookie, and um, he's from the United States and he's like seventeen, uh, one of the better players in the MLS. And again, I don't even remember the name, but he I found a post, it's a tops card, but it's like a post serial card, uh, and I grabbed it for like five bucks. And I'm excited, I'm pumped to get that card because uh, he has nothing, <laughs> and if if he ever becomes something, the card is just going to be widely, you know. It's, it's going to be expensive if he ever does anything. So that's awesome. The, the beautiful thing about a market being untapped and hard to figure out is that it's hard to figure out, and if you do, if you do the work, right? it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, there's a there's a Holland card out there, which is interesting. Like, Tops made a Holland card, uh, and it's actually a Tops flagship. It's a 2019 design. Uh, and it was for an interest industry summit and it was a five card pack and it's really under the radar. I mean, it's selling for good money, but I still think it's way underpriced for, for, you know, so I'm trying to get my hands on one of those. Um, but I think that as time goes on, people are going to, you know, discover, uh, what I am seeing is there's been a huge movement in the last month or two on, like stuff from the nineties and legends from the nineties and any cards or any stickers of guys from the nineties that are their quote unquote rookies or firsts, uh, we're starting to see that stuff pop. So I think that's, there's going to be huge growth in that market too. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's, it's worth mentioning, right? We, a lot of people don't think about stickers here in America, but that's, that's a huge piece of community yeah. overseas yep. is the sticker. And they've been doing that for how long? 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, a long time. I think they go back to the early 60, uh, late 60s or something. I don't I don't remember. But yeah, they, they've been around for forever. Yeah. And so the, the, those have been basically the only trading cards soccer players have had, right, back in that era. Yep. Yep. And those are very hard to keep in. And, you know, did you peel it? Hopefully not. Uh, and then, you know, what kind of condition is it in? It's not like people were throwing them in top loads. <laughs> right. And you know what's funny? When I, when I buy stickers off of eBay, I don't get them in top loads. People are sending them in sleeves. Wow. And it's like, that just shows you the they don't know. They don't know. They don't get it. No. They, co- they come clean. They're not damaged. Unbelievable. But yeah, they're not in a top load. <laughs> How do those grade? Do those grade relative? Are they, are they hard to get? I will be honest with you. I haven't really paid much attention. I'm assuming it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that. stickers are tough to grade. <laughs> All right, we're playing with fire, man. Our kids are going to come busting here anytime. So we're um, surprised we made it. Yeah, I keep looking and hearing the. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I keep hearing the the door. 
Amazing stuff. Well, I look forward to episode two and uh, have yourself an amazing Sunday. All right, man. Good deal. All right, see you.